Hey, redheads and everyone else listening. I'm Stephanie. I'm Adrienne. And this is our favorite topic. We're talking all about redhead makeup. makeup with a redhead makeup artist. Her name is Courtney Hausner, and she is a celebrity makeup artist and hairstylist and began her career in entertainment in 2012. And we connected with her on Instagram or TikTok. When we released our Finally Have Lashes, she did a video on the Auburn and we immediately connected with her because we love redhead makeup artists. Like we feel like they really get us and we feel like they get the needs like more than anyone because they're like, I grew up as a redhead. I get it. It's so hard, um, especially with makeup when you're growing up. And then like now they're like master makeup people. So I think we're just going to love talking to her. I can't wait to pick her brain about like redhead 101 tips, right? Stuff like just getting her tips on like what she would do as a makeup artist. I think it's going to be super cool. Right. Especially since there's so much out there on social media. Yeah. Like you can go on TikTok and scroll, scroll, scroll. And it's so overwhelming. And I think being a redhead it can also be overwhelming because you're seeing so many like influencers on social, for example, and you're wondering, okay, will this work for me? Will this technique work for me or this product when it could be an influencer that you're looking at with brunette hair and olive skin and they're promoting a product or a technique or something for makeup, right? And then you're wondering, oh my gosh, is it going to work for me if I'm so completely different from that um, influencer? And the reason why I'm, I'm talking about this is because it makes sense to listen to a podcast like this and to follow us and not to put a plug about how to be a redhead, but it's going to give you all the tips that you need if you're a redhead listening to Courtney's tips. And that's why we love having um, makeup artists, for example, who are redheads on our podcast. I think we've had several, Adrian, maybe in the past. I can't remember exactly. But that way you get all your information from this expert who is a redhead herself and has all the tips. And that way too, it, it maybe will help you um, if you're struggling with some makeup 101 or wanting to know some new trends or what product works for you. That way, you know, it's not going to be overwhelming. Um, yeah. And we're going to, yeah, I feel like when I just heard you say overwhelming, I was like, oh my God, I bet people are listening right now. Like, oh no, they're going to start whipping out makeup and hair tips and products. But like every single product that Courtney mentions or we mention will be in the podcast notes. So I think that that's something really important to mention because we are always trying to keep everything super organized for you guys. But we also ask are going to ask her about like skincare because that's part of makeup. And Stephanie and I love yeah. skincare so much. And we're going to ask her about her hair because her hair is like really long and vibrant. So we're always going to mm-hmm. ask her about her hair vibrancy too. So I mean, Stephanie and I together, like if you're driving with us in the car or it, in, even if our mom is with us, like we just chat about makeup and and skin. Like it's so a part of us, which is obviously why we started How to Be a Redhead. But we... I know Steph, we're gonna talk to Courtney for so long because we can just talk about makeup forever. Yeah, and we will definitely go into details about her hair extensions. Yeah. Um she's gotten them if you scroll her Instagram. So that's a topic that we get asked quite often. 
with our followers. So if you're listening, you're like, oh my God, I've been wanting redhead extensions. This episode's for you. So let's give her a call. Redheads, have you heard? We added our first hair care product to the How to Be a Redhead beauty line. It's called Finely Glossy and it's a shine and luminosity shampoo for redheads. Like all of our products, it's clean, vegan, cruelty-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free. Give luminosity and radiance to your red hair without color depositing. Redheads, we can now rejoice. Finally, there are products for us. Shop Finely Glossy and our line of brow and mascara products. Finally have brows and finally have lashes at shop.howtobearedhead.com. Hi, Courtney. It's Stephanie and Adrian from the How to Be a Redhead podcast. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good. We're super excited to have you on and we want to get right into it. A question we ask our guests who are redheads is, what was it like for you growing up with red hair? You know what? When I saw that question, I actually had to sit and think about it because growing up as a redhead actually is kind of tough, as you know. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's not... I think it's funny because people see it now and they think it's like such a beautiful hair color. And and as we're growing up, people are like, oh, you're going to love it when you're older. But growing up with it is actually really tough. It's mm-hmm. I grew up in like rural Wisconsin and I was one of, I want to say, three redheads in my school. And so it's we were we were the people that weren't the norm that everyone would see every day. So I think that that was an easy like um, it was an easy target for a lot of people. Right. Yeah. It wasn't ideal for sure. But now I'm like, it's the most amazing thing because it makes me different from everyone else. Yep. That's exactly what Adrian and I say. We grew up in um, a very Italian Portuguese Catholic school in Rhode Island. And we were like our best friend. My best friend is Armenian and she tanned so beautifully. And we were the only redheads in our whole school. I mean, it was a small school, but looking back, yeah, you got the occasional jokes and everything, but like what you said, yeah. now I couldn't imagine not being a redhead and not standing out. Right. It's crazy to think that like we make up like such a small percentage of the world and that we're like the target or like the butt of jokes growing up because I'm yeah. just like literally are truly unicorns. We which- are crazy thing <laughs> like, to think about, especially it's like I have red hair and blue eyes. And it's like, and eat, I like learn more about like having like red hair and blue eyes, like each and every day. Cause I don't even realize it's so rare. rare. Yeah. How rare it is, which is the crazy thing. Yeah, it really is rare. So can you tell us about your journey as a hairstylist and makeup artist and what, what inspired you to pursue this career path and move from, you mentioned Wisconsin. So ending up now where you live in LA. I know it's so different. I know it is. Okay. So, I mean, growing up, I knew I wanted to be a redhead. It was this thing that when I was a kid, I was like, okay, I either want to be, um, or did I say a redhead? I mean, a hairstylist. Wow, I hair. think I knew what you meant. Yeah, I knew what you meant too. Wow. <laughs> I always knew. Yeah. I always knew I wanted to be a redhead. This is fake. No, I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> I always knew I wanted to be a hairstylist. So growing up, I was like, I want to be a hairstylist or I want to be, a, this was like, this is my young brain. And, and it's, I still love that I said this to this day, but I was like, I want to be a hairstylist or I want to be a male lady was like, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I don't know what it was like in me, but I was like a male lady or a hairstylist. And so that was my goal. And so when I graduated high school, as I evolved and, you know, got into high school and in, in, in my older years, I knew I wanted to be a hairstylist. So I actually only applied to one school and I got accepted maybe a week after I applied. So I was like, 
maybe it was slim pickings or maybe I was a good option. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah, sign it's for a sure. Sign. Yeah. Fine. So I went to the original Aveda um, Institute in Minneapolis for school. And um, I just knew that that was the journey that was for me. I just had always known that growing up, it was just something that always fascinated me. But it wasn't really until I went to school that I also knew I wanted to do makeup. Mm. So I got into doing both. And then actually, after I graduated cosmetology school, I planned on moving to Atlanta because um, there was a salon that I wanted to work for. But then I had actually moved back to Wisconsin for a moment because I wanted to kind of get my bearings and figure things out for myself and where I want to be. And then weirdly moved back to Minnesota for, I think, two more years, worked in a salon, also did education side of it as well. And then after I fulfilled my two-year contract with that salon, I moved to LA and I got my career started in entertainment and I've been working freelance ever since. Oh, wow. wow. That's so cool. I was thinking about how mail delivery <laughs> and <laughs> hairstyling yeah. and makeup artistry, it's like you you want to help people, it seems like. Like you want to deliver something to someone. Like that's kind of like your instinct. Yeah. Well, people, people like hair appointments. They also like fun mail. So. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. They like <laughs> that's so funny. There's definitely a connection there, deep down in there. I like that connection that you made, but yeah, I never even thought about it. But I just love that that was the journey that I had growing up, where I was like, hair or male lady. Yeah, that's so funny. And I know, um, obviously, you know, like when we look back at photos, Adrian and I laugh at we we threaded our eyebrows like way too thin when we were younger, and I dyed my hair blonde for seven or eight years of my life. Actually, yeah. I did not like being a redhead at all. So this kind of leads into a question on did or how, if it did, how did your skin and hair care change when you moved from Wisconsin to LA? Cause it is so, or kind of how did your, your beauty evolve as your career kind of evolved and took off? Yeah. So I, I think it changed in a way, not so much like because of the climate change, I think it changed just because I figured out what was right for me. Mm, Um, Yeah. I have really, and I don't know about you guys, but I have really like coarse, dense hair. And I think that in Adrian does. Yeah. I think that in Wisconsin, it was just, um, I I don't want to say it's like the hairstylists kind of do like a one size fits all because that's absolutely like not true. But I think growing up, a lot of people didn't know what to recommend like for my hair type. So it was a lot of, I tried a lot of expensive things, even as like a young kid um, that just didn't really work for me. And, and I think that um, once I moved to LA, I kind of found what worked for me after I had tried like a million products once I entered into the entertainment world, because, you know, companies send you things to try and, you know, X, Y, and yep. Z. So once I kind of tried a bunch of different things, I just found that it's, it, it, it really is such a personal thing. And for me, like when people are like, oh, I use this drugstore brand, I'm like, oh, if that works for you, I think that that's amazing because yeah. it's, it's like I said, it's not a one size fits all. And so I think for me, it, it did take kind of trying a bunch of different things and also just working with the right people that, that got me to, um, to the right products for sure. And, and like, you know, as far as like skincare stuff, that's like, it's taking care of my skin, especially being acne prone. Um, 
I started working with somebody, um, a, it's a medical esthetician out here, and she kind of taught me the correct path, as well as a dermatologist that was like, you don't need to use the most expensive lines that are on the market just for your skin to be good. Yeah, I, right. That was a really valuable lesson for me because I was trying every expensive product being like, this is going to be good and it's going to be mm-hmm. great for my skin and it just didn't work. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. I mean, just for me, it's all about ingredients, you know, yeah. and you can find really great products yep. that aren't that expensive with great ingredients. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just a matter of finding it. And I think all redheads go through this, right? Like Stephanie and I are working on a project right now and we're just kind of decide just we actually are like, why, why did we even start how to be a redhead? You know what I mean? Like we have yeah. to kind of go back and reflect on it and stuff. And we're like, because we went through what all redheads go through we didn't know what products to use because like you said, no one was giving us the right advice. Like no one was saying, do this, do that, do that. And when you go back then, Cordy, I don't know if you're our age, I'm 37, Stephanie's um, 30. Okay. So uh, I'm not 37, I'm 36. (laughs) (laughs) Like once you're in your 30s, it's all the same. It's all the same. Like I think my husband's going to be 37. So I thought like, oh, I'm going to be 37 too. Yeah, yeah, but I'm I'm not. I'm not. I just turned 36 like two weeks ago. (laughs) His birthday is also yours. So (laughs) yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, But but yeah, like when you used to go to the department store as a kid, you know, like that was like what you used to do. Remember, like go to like the Clinique's bar, wherever, yes. back, wherever at the mall. Yep. I got the worst advice <laughs> of my lifetime. Oh, my Stephanie, you did too. Yeah. The worst. Like, 100%. I remember pale pink eyeshots. Oh my gosh, Adrian, at the Mac counter that time for prom. <laughs> do you remember that? Or like yeah. Winter Ball, whatever it may be. But yeah, you look back and you're just like, what was that person thinking, which, you know, like there are common mistakes that people make, but what are some that you've seen when applying makeup being in the industry? Yeah. I mean, I think that it's tough because a lot of mistakes can be made, but it's also an artistry. So it's like, you want to say that there's no mistakes because it's an art. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love that. I love that. It is an art. It is. But I would say if we're just like looking at it, just like if you were just looking at it as a portrait, right? I would say not fully blending things out, which like as a redhead, when growing up, like trying to find that right color, we know that blending is is absolutely key just in all aspects of makeup. That's so true. <laughs> because I don't know how long it took you guys to find a color that worked for you growing up. But mm. I felt like no, no color was made for <laughs> Like probably until like five years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> same, same. But, and also too, it's um, putting too much powder on dry skin. And I had written down curling your eyelashes after you put mascara on. But then after I wrote that down, I was actually on a shoot with a friend who's like an incredible makeup artist. I was just doing hair on it. She was, she's an incredible makeup artist and she curled the lashes after the mascara was on. And I was like, oh my God. Whoa. (laughs) Really? And did it work? It does, but it's something you have to be like so, so careful about because yeah. it's like your lashes will attach to the Yeah, so Yeah. You, it really like you, it's like handle with care for sure. Cause I say once you have mascara on, just use a heated lash curler because yeah. they don't get really hot. It's just like it, it warms it enough for it to like press the, you know, the ingredients in and kind of. Okay. Like, but yes, I mean, it's risky, but so I, I had written that down and I was like, okay, so maybe that wouldn't be received well if I say that. But either way, I think it's something you just, you know, proceed with caution for sure. That's cool though. That's cool to even know about. 
Yeah. That's really, really cool. What do you, what was the number one thing that you did wrong growing up with your makeup? <laughs> I have a million. I have a million <laughs> problems. I think everything. Um, I think that I, I really was leaning into an eyeshadow era for a while. Um, mm. I think that's why I actually don't ever wear eyeshadow now. Um, I remember PTSD. <laughs> exactly. I remember when I was in cosmetology school and there was a moment where I had this like really vibrant blue eyeshadow phase where I was like looking back on it. I mean, looking back on any makeup that I ever did on myself really is just, I, I, I wouldn't really blend it out. So it was like feathered out. I kind of did this like circle finish on the edge, which is... <sighs> I don't know if you guys have ever seen somebody do that, but I was like, wow, it's honestly crazy that I'm professional after seeing what I did with makeup growing up. But I, I genuinely think I did everything wrong. I think I did all things wrong with my makeup. I didn't blend down onto my neck. I wore eyeshadow in a really crazy way, which like I said, it, that could just be seen as like a, a you know, what my art was for that time. Yeah, exactly. And kind of what was in, what was trending maybe. And then you were expressing yourself. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's what we'll call it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and do you, rec do you recommend, can you recommend two products if someone's just dipping their toes into makeup and they're listening right now and they're saying, oh my gosh, I don't know what to buy. I'm super overwhelmed. Like what would be your two or three essential products? I mean, I think that a really good starting point. Well, for me, if if I could have chosen from the beginning three products to just jumpstart with, I would say it would be a brow gel, just clear. Mm -hmm. Yep, gel. yep. Um, a good mascara, whether it be brown or black, whatever works for you, and just like a like a cute cheek color. I think that that's like a really good starting mm. point, like as a as an avenue into makeup. Um, Those yeah. are really good tips. Yeah, because I think a lot of people. Uh, the you know, obviously mascara and brow gel, but I love that you said a cheek tint because that's something too that a redhead may be like, oh, should I use this if I have redness already on my skin? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm just such an advocate for cheek color. I, I love like almost like, and maybe it's a redhead thing because we grew up being sunburnt like 90% of our life. But True. I, mm -hmm. I do love like a, like kind of like a sun kiss, like cheek moment where I like carry my blush onto my nose. So it's oh. a little bit of a sunburn. I love that. Do you have a favorite brand? For a cheek color? Yeah. I do really love, I mean, rare color. Rare Beauty does have really stunning cheek colors. It's not a good starting point for anyone, I don't think, because it's really pigmented. And you, oh. have, to, you have to work really quickly with it. I don't know if you guys have used that. No, but we, we've we been interviewing people. I think you're the third person to recommend their cheek tints. They're stunning, but you have to, like, if you put a little dot on and you're like, oh, I'm going to come back to that in just a moment, like, you can't. You'll have a dot there. Like, it's like you'll blend Okay. It okay. It needs to be quick. It's got to be oh. quick. So I think that if you want like a really stunning natural cheek tint, um, Nude Sticks has some really amazing mm. options and a really beautiful range as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually used, oh my God, Nude Sticks concealers back in the day. Um, they sent us products to try. I think it's been yeah. forever, but I wrote them down just now because I'm like, oh my God, I haven't checked out their cheek tints. Yeah, they're foundations too. And I guess I got started on their cheek tints before I ever knew they had foundations. 
but their foundations are insane. Like absolutely stunning. I've not used them on a full face for me because I actually don't wear a full face of foundation period. Um, mm. I actually just do concealer under my eyes, but as far as like for my clients, I use it for red carpets all the time. And it is like the most glowy, stunning foundation. you could. Oh, wear. that's so good to know. Yeah. yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely check them out. Cause yeah. foundation, you know how tricky it is mm-hmm. like having sensitive skin, but also the color match. Yes. Yeah, exactly. There's milk makeup as well. They're new concealers. They're oh yeah. Called, they're great. Yeah. What are they called again? Why am I brain farting what they're called? Um, I'm completely spacing out, but it's a silver container. That's the, it's like absolutely stunning. That's another good option as well, especially if you have sensitive skin. Cause I, like I said, I have ac- like acne prone sensitive skin and I've not had a reaction from them. Hmm. Well, oh. I'm going to take your recommendation on that one. Cause I yeah. hate breaking out from a foundation. Oh. It's the worst in the world. It's Same. the worst. Same. I feel like it's just like wearing like a full face of makeup each time. I'm like, okay, is my skin going to react or not? And I've not had a reaction from wearing milk period. And I've been wearing it for probably like five months now. Oh, wow. So that's a true testament to, you know, that it does work and not help you break out. I think that's so important. Yeah, exactly. And too, if you want to break it down, so it's not as um, like not as uh, much coverage, just add it into your moisturizer. Yeah. Oh, that's I need to do that. I need to do that. That's a yeah. really good tip. That's yeah. so simple, but so good. Exactly. If I ever want to break down any color, if I think it's like too mm. concentrated, I'll just add it into the moisturizer. That's a really oh. good tip. And yeah. okay, so going into skin, since you mentioned yeah. moisturizer, um, you know, I think that you would agree, Adrian, I always say that it's the first step in makeup is great skincare because you do yeah. need a good canvas and a good base and your skin is that um, yeah. prior to putting makeup on, right? So. Yeah. Do you have any tips or tricks um, for maintaining healthy hair and skin in a dry climate like LA or even Adrian, we're on the East coast where it's yeah. very so humid. humid. So what are some tips for skin? So for skin, I would say, um, and I think that this is like a new world of which a lot of people are venturing into right now, but, um, and I think people are realizing it's like a really great option, but cleansing oils are mm. amazing. And I don't know if you guys have ever used those for it. We have, I, I have a bunch in my cabinet. I need to go grab them. Yes. Do you like them being acne prone? You know, I, I was actually talking to Pam, our producer about this because mm-hmm. she also has acne prone skin Okay, and oils help my acne. Same, same. I literally love it. But I think that people think that because it's an oil, that's going to clog the pores. And it just exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it does not, oils do not do that, but yes, it's yeah. that, yeah. Edu- it's that education that mm-hmm. we've been doing for years with our followers that write in about that exact, this exact topic on, I can't yeah. use oils and like no yes you can yeah (laughs) I think that people automatically see like a an exfoliant and they're like this is going to cleanse my skin and this is going to remove all the impurities and it's like well no oil is actually going to get into the pores as well and work everything out just as something abrasive would like an exfoliant and also that being said too another thing that I really like on top of cleansing oils is a chemical exfoliant instead of a physical I really do. I like that. And growing up, I was like, oh my God, my skin is so clogged, especially being acne prone. I was like, I need something that's going to be abrasive because that's the only thing that makes, makes it feel clean or cleaned out. But now I've realized like within the last like 10 years that chemical exfoliants obviously do the exact same thing, Mm. but without that physical aspect. And it's, 
not as hard on my skin when my skin's already been through a million things being acne prone. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yep. It does. So, cause, and, and for me, like it's, I would always be like, oh, it's, if I don't have like what feels like rocks inside it, like when we'd all use that one exfoliant, what was the one that had the shells in it? That oh my God. You're talking was about, was it, oh, it's, um, uh, apricot, the apricot, yeah. um, St. Ives, St. Ives. No. Everyone had that. Yeah. I think it caused Stephanie to have more breakouts on her arms. She has like, uh, Steph, you know, like you used to say it made it like rougher. Yeah. Like I had KP (laughs) on my arms and I kind of still do. It kind of depends if it's, um, the time of year, but I, we definitely had that in our bathroom (laughs) and I would put it on my skin and it just was not good. (laughs) Yeah. My sister used it and I don't know. I mean, she used it for years, but my sister, she's not acne prone at all. I don't, I don't know. I don't know where my red hair came from. I don't know how I got acne. Like, just like my sister can wash her face with dish soap for all she cares. And (gasps) it's great. It's crazy. And I'm just like, how do I have to take such good care of my skin and try a million different things? And she could just like, she could literally wash it with grass and she would be fine. Like it was like, it's, it's the weirdest thing, but that's where I got the, the apricot scrub from initially. So I think that that's what started me on the, I have to have a physical exfoliant. Oh, right. But I feel like that, like the, even they say, um, there's that, there was that one, um, that one scrubber that took the, the whole industry by storm. What? Oh, the Clarisonic. The Clarisonic. Clarisonic. And they we say had one. absolutely terrible for your skin. Yeah, we had one. It was something I remember I was actually we just too to afraid it. to always use it because my skin is so sensitive. I was like not willing to risk it. I And Steph, we went to a Clarisonic event in New York City yeah, when we first started I, the website. Remember? Yeah. Are they even a thing right now? I don't even know. But I feel like everyone's made their own version of it. But that yeah. 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 I remember talking to my dermatologist about that and she was just like, it is so violently abrasive that they were like, it does more harm than good. And I was like, but it's fun to do. Yeah. And she was yeah. like, it's terrible for you. I mean, long-term it's like, that's the hard thing with skin, right? Is you don't really see the damage until years later. Right. Yeah. So it's like, and so that's where I'm like, if you can switch to a chemical exfoliant, if you can switch to an oil cleanser, I think that those things will do so much good for you long-term and especially as a redhead or just anyone in general, SPF every single day. If you can't figure out what works for you, Sarah, it's Sarah V, Sarah V. I never know how to say it. I know, neither do I. Yeah, yeah. Their AM moisturizer with SPF in it is like my go-to if somebody doesn't know what to use because it's actually like the ingredient list isn't terrible and it's fine for acne prone skin. Yeah. No, you know what? I was just going to ask you what you do because people who are acne prone actually think that wearing no sunscreen is helping them because like the, you know, I, I've heard people with acne, they're like, oh, well, sunscreen makes my, clogs my pores. And I'm yeah. like, I don't think it's good to have that sun damage. You know, I would rather just find a product. And I agree. I love that one too. Yeah. I love that one. I have not, my skin will, like I said, react to pretty much anything. And I've never had an issue with that. And that was actually, I was using, I want to say I was using an SPF from PCA Skin, which PCA is like quite yeah. expensive. We love PCA Skin, yeah. I love PCA as well, but I was using their whole line and I was still having issues with mm. my skin. That being said, that doesn't mean it doesn't work. It just didn't work for my skin. Yeah, so yeah. That's when my dermatologist was like, switch to CeraVe and see how that works for you. And then that wow. breakouts went away. Wow. wow. And the PCA Skin line is like, they have hundreds of products. Hundreds. I mean, it's it's overwhelming. 
Yes. I mean, it's a really, really lovely line. It's really luxurious. Their, their peels are amazing. Mm-hmm. They're, well. yeah. They are amazing. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But that being said, it's like, and to note, like we were talking about before, but it's it, going into chemical peels as a redhead. It's just knowing that your freckles may or may not be gone after the peel <laughs> is done peeling is a good thing to know. No, yeah. it is. Yes. Cause I really had no clue. No, it's it's so true. Like we, Stephanie got married in 2016 and I remember in her wedding photos, she had a lot of freckles mm-hmm. and when she actually had a redhead photographer and like did such, she did such a good job, like really showing Stephanie's hair and freckles. And I remember it. Oh, I and then that. we started doing peels with PCA skin, actually. Mm-hmm. They flew, out, they flew us out to Arizona yeah. and we oh God, did like that. a weekend of peels. Right. And then they, yeah. like, we were in the city and then we did like some peels then And I looked at photos of Stephanie just after like three or four peels. And it was like her face was erased from like her freckles were gone. That's the crazy thing. Cause I feel like that is like a huge part of like who we are. Yeah. I love my freckles. Yes. I love them too. And then I, and everyone's like, we'll just go back out into the sun. I'm like, I don't go out into the sun. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Only a non-redhead would say that. Go back out into the sun. Exactly. I remember I posted a picture recently and somebody was like, you need to get a, get a tan. And I was like, do you not understand what comes with the, like the redhead territory is that we just don't tan. Right. What about the sun? What about instant tan? I do. I do instant tans all the time. Me too. Yeah. It makes me feel so good. Like, oh my God, imagine if I could tan like this. Do you have a favorite instant tanner? Um, lately I've been using, I want to say it's called Perfect Tan. Is that, oh. called, is oh. that the pink label? I don't. Steph, I think we know them. Uh, Perfect Tan. They sound it's, familiar. I got it from um, Ulta. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. It's right. Is it a pink label? Perfect. Is it called? Is what's the brand called? That's what I thought it was. Called, is it Be Perfect? No. Um, am I just saying the completely wrong Tanner name? Oh no! Wait, what is it called? No, it's a Loving Tan. Loving Tan. Tan. That's it. Sorry, not perfect. Yeah, it's the mousse. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. Mousse. I love it. I actually, I got the light to medium, which I, maybe it's just like a, a product of me getting spray tans too much, but I was like, oh, the light to medium is a little bit fair for me, even though I'm literally violently pale. When I, when I have it on and I'm like, I don't know who I think I am, but I've gotten spray tans too often to think that I need the dark option. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. I'm going to try this. I'm yes. on their website. It's amazing. It's super easy to use. And okay. I want to say the like, the like, as it's coming off, it's I, I found that when I've gotten spray tans in the past that you kind of notice as it's dissipating. Mm, yes. Yeah. This is like the perfect fade out. I love it. Mm, oh, that's good really tip. Close. Great. Yeah. And then okay, so we have to ask about hair, of course, with being yeah. redheads. So yeah. um, what do you use to do you have to boost the vibrancy of your hair? I don't do anything to mine. No, you do nothing. Okay. Wow. I don't do anything to boost the vibrancy. No, I actually was like, I had that like flaming Cheeto hair color when I was young. Okay. Has it faded over the years? Yes. It's faded, but it's still, I would say it's still intense. And I only notice it really in photos because when I look at, and I don't know if you guys ever get this, I just like, uh, it's like hair dysmorphia where I'm like, to my boyfriend, I go, am I brunette? (laughs) <laughs> and no. then you look at photos and you're yeah. like wait i'm a redhead exactly. and it's like flaming yeah. orange in a photo and yeah. you're like, oh, yeah it is red cool. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you do nothing wow and then no. do you um 
Do you have hair extensions then? No, I no. don't right now. I don't right now. Yeah, so normally I will if it's if you ever see it and it's kind of like obviously close to my waist, that's extension. And what do you – okay. Yeah, I took them out maybe mm, two months ago now. So you had the ones that you had – do you get in a salon or are they the clip-ins? Yeah, oh, I had hand, hand-tied wax. Oh, you did. Wow. Yeah, because we get so many questions from readers of ours and followers about hair extensions for redheads. I think it's one yeah. of those things that – it's if you're bu- trying to buy clip-ins, it's yeah. very hard for a redhead to find the right shade. But getting it done in a salon is different, right? Because they can match the color perfectly almost. Yeah. So, I, well, thankfully, being a hairstylist, I actually formulated my own color for my. Oh, wow. You so did? Cool. That's so cool because ima- like, you should keep that formula for when you go white someday, right? Yes. <laughs> well, and so that's the crazy thing because I reached out to I can't even tell you how many different hairstylists do my extensions and all of them said no they said no because they wouldn't take on red hair because it's so complex and I remember meeting with my hairstylist I it's like an hour I ended up driving an hour away and I found this hairstylist and I met with her for a consultation and she was like I make no promises she goes I she goes if you're willing to like dive into this territory with me like I'm willing to do it as well and so yeah because she had never done a redhead before so how about I formulate the color at she actually did the first formulation and for some reason the extensions weren't holding the color so I was like let me reformulate with the line that I know and we'll Mm. use that color so that way I can touch it up at home if I need to and so we ended up using that formula moving forward but yeah it was quite literally it was Beverly Hills it was Orange County it was no one would take me on as a client just because of my hair color Oh my gosh. And how long did you have like, hair extensions in for? I probably wore them for about a year. Oh, so, okay. But I got them moved up every four weeks, okay. I want to say four or five weeks. So, yeah. and then I would get them recolored each time because the thing is, is with the extensions, you usually have to get a lighter hair color than obviously what your red hair is. Mm. And then you dye it to be what's going to match your hair. Um, and with extensions, I don't know what it is, but the two brands that I tried, they both released the color like quite quickly. So it's like, if it's summertime, mm. it's like I have a pool and it's like, I couldn't go in the pool. I wasn't going in any water. Okay. really, And it was like, you, you wash your hair like kind of seldomly where it's like once or twice a week, which is what I do normally because my hair is so coarse anyways, but it's, you kind of are, you're you're obeying your extensions to a certain point, you know, you're kind of living by your extensions life. So yeah, right. right. Yeah. It, Cause it the, ma- the maintenance. Exactly. So, um, but I mean, it's lovely to have, it's like you, it's like when you have extensions or for me, when I have extensions and I have a tan, I feel like brand new. Yeah. <laughs> same, same. And my nails done. <laughs> exactly. I love, I'm, I'm, I'm admiring your nails because you can't see me right now, but I have long nails too. And mine yeah. are like a really pretty pink right now. Oh, I love that. I, yeah. I, after taking my extensions out, I felt like I had like a little bit of hair loss, which everyone, I mean, somebody's going to say something about that, but I, I think that when you have tension on your scalp long enough, when wearing yeah. extensions that are that long for a year, it's you're, it's going to happen regardless of who does them, how they're installed, whatever. Right. That makes sense. That being said, I got on this, like these like collagen shoes, which I got at Whole Foods. They're absolutely delicious. But like my nails are so violently long from it. It's like, I just trimmed them too. This one just broke the other day, but like they are insanely long because I wanted to get that. I wanted some um, 
some density back in my hair and also to help with like a little wow so you owe it to the collagen to choose yes i did i switched on to collagen shoes and i swear i was like oh wow my hair never grows quickly and since cutting my hair after taking my extensions out i feel like it genuinely has grown like two inches and i'm like wow what's the brand do you know it's i want to say it's called neocell n-e-o-c-e-l-l okay Okay. I i do a collagen powder Okay, so I used to do, was it a powder that I did? Or there was this one brand that had sent me something. Was it a powder? Because obviously Vital Proteins is like the... Yeah, yeah. I've not, I have tried Vital Proteins. There was one that I was sent that I really was loving for a while, but I did realize I was getting like a little bit of like, um, not even like really acne, just texture in my skin from it. It was better. And I have found that a lot of people say that with certain collagens that they are getting like texture or breakouts in their skin. Have you noticed that at all? No, I just recently started it. Um, Stephanie, Courtney, I know we were talking about she has perfect skin. She's like your sister. She doesn't. (laughs) ever get a breakout like she got one recently and it was like such a big deal for her yeah no I never and I'm thankful I've I've, I have two kids in pregnancy I didn't have like one breakout but then I think I lost some collagen which is very common after pregnancy because of your hormones so I just I used to use vital proteins like 2018 2019 when I don't know some influencers I think I was following like influenced me to buy it yeah, but then course. I stopped and then now I can't pick it back up because I'm, I'm not pregnant anymore. So yeah. I I don't notice a texture difference. But yeah, maybe my skin's a lot like you your sister's. You yeah, wouldn't. Yeah, I don't know. You're already perfect. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I am interested. I mean, I do know that there's so many brands out there that they do. From what I read is you really need to find the collagen that's right for you. But chews yeah. are actually a good idea. So rather than a powder, I have to go to Whole Foods today. So maybe I'll, I'll see their aisles and yeah, see what I, they have. If you can go to Whole Foods or Sprouts, I got my second package from them from Sprouts. Mm, uh, yeah. But it's there. The, the problem is, is they are like painfully delicious. And so I do have one client that also takes them where she's like, she goes, I take more than the recommended amount. And I'm oh. like, okay, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. And like, I don't know if there's any like negative effect if you do, but I'm like, but maybe don't just in case. Yeah. But they, they are really delicious and amazing. And my clients that are pregnant, it's, I actually, I recommended them to a client to have her check in with her doctor to see if it would be okay for her to take. But it's, I think it's a good option, especially in pregnancy to have something like that if it's, if it's okay to take just so that way you can hopefully avoid the hair loss that comes with post-pregnancy. Yeah, yeah, which I had that with my son, I know. Um, well, Courtney, I feel like we could talk about beauty forever. forever. We need to have you on another episode where we talk more about hair and makeup and skin. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we want to end this interview, yeah. we're having you on our podcast, um, with what do you have planned in the rest of, I can't believe we're already, you know, towards... The, we're in the middle of this year, but what do you have planned for the rest of 2023 into 2024? Um, there are a lot of really exciting things that I have coming up and that are, there's contracts involved. Mm, so gotcha. Really speak about that. Yeah, like, that's awesome. There's some really amazing, exciting things coming up that will hopefully be announced soon. But aside from that, not nothing too crazy just uh just continuing to renovate my house and uh and um and that's about it but as far as work is concerned it's uh, it's all under contract so 
That's great. That's great. We awesome. love to hear people doing well. We're just, we're so enthused because we love what we do. So like when we get to interview people and they love what they do, it's so, I can just see it on your face. I can just see how happy you are. So keep it going. And we love following you on Instagram. And I'm so glad that we got to connect too. You know, I, I love social media for, for that fact. Yes, I agree. I'm so glad that I found you guys too. It's your guys' products are absolutely amazing. And oh, thank you. Thank we you. have to send you our new I shampoo need... that just came out too. Oh my gosh, yes, I would love that. Yeah, yeah, we'll send we'll send everything to you. We'll send a little box to you. Um, but thank you so much for coming on. We loved getting to talk to you and get to know you too. Likewise, thank you so much for having me. Redheads, have you heard? We added our first hair care product to the How to Be a Redhead beauty line. It's called Finely Glossy, and it's a shine and luminosity shampoo for redheads. Like all of our products, it's clean, vegan, cruelty-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free. Give luminosity and radiance to your red hair without color depositing. Redheads, we can now rejoice. Finally, there are products for us. Shop Finely Glossy and our line of brow and mascara products. Finally have brows and finally have lashes at shop.howtobearedhead.com. As expected, I knew that we were just going to love her. I just had a feeling. Um, we were so excited to call her. We wanted to give you guys even more information about Courtney now that you um, got to see how great she is. She is a freelance makeup artist and she participated in a number of projects ranging from music videos, magazine publications, commercials, feature films, creating custom wigs, styling, and red carpet events. And I think she was on her way to a shoot right when we finished the interview. Um, but she's become a personal hair and makeup artist to some of Hollywood stars such as Jay Shetty, um, Nia, Bill Burr, love him, um, fellow redhead. <laughs> um, but mm -hmm. her work can be seen on the pages of Vogue, Teen Vogue, Glamour, People, Dateline, Bustle, Variety, and Vulcan. So it was just really great to chat with her and to just see that, you know, she had trouble with acne growing up. And um, this is Adrian. I can relate to that. And I feel like she's, when we talk to any redhead, Stephanie, you know, we really get we really get them. And I feel like we all have so much in common. Yeah, I know. I'm scrolling her Instagram because I looked at it prior to calling her, but I stopped. But I was just looking at all of her amazing work. And first off, her style is amazing. I just love her, her vibe. And she shares some really cool hair tips, more than, you know, that we talked about just in this interview yeah. with her on our episode. So um, I also see we didn't ask, but you never got into Ted Lasso, but no. she did his hair and makeup Toheeb. I, I believe that's how you pronounce his name. But he's one of the soccer players on the show. Oh. And I see that she did um, back in April when he was on Kelly Clarkson's show and she's done a couple other stuff with him, but I just love him. So yeah, she's blowing up. Um, and again, like we said in the beginning of before calling her is that we love having redheads on our podcast who are hair and makeup artists because we're so passionate about hair and makeup in general. And then to talk to a redhead who is an expert in that field and working with some really cool Hollywood stars and works being published everywhere. It's really awesome. So loved having her on. So definitely give her a follow. We'll put her Instagram handle in the podcast notes. Um, but if you're just on your Instagram right now, it's C Hausner. 
And again, we'll put that in the podcast notes. So like every podcast episode this season, we're doing question and answers. So get ready. Daily, we get an array of questions from social media, comments, emails, DMs. And we thought it would be fun to bring it to this season with every podcast episode. So we're going to be sharing three that we received just recently in the last few days. Um, If you have a question, you can definitely DM us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, or email us on h2barpodcast at gmail.com. So today's questions are all about our sneak peeks that we posted. Um, We shared photos recently of our new mascaras, the new brush in two new shades that are being added to the Finally Have Lashes family, as well as concealer, launch news, and lipsticks. So we received so many questions from you guys. So we thought, okay, let's take several. So first up, Sierra from Instagram wrote saying, I'm a strawberry blonde. Can I use your line? The answer is yes. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like every single day we had to touch upon this stuff and like another question and answer for another podcast this season. But this is like the most popular question that we get asked about Mm -hmm. strawberry blondes. I think... Uh, if I'm, if I'm thinking, I put myself in a strawberry blonde shoes, I think that they sometimes feel like, am I a blonde or am I a redhead? But most of them do identify as a redhead if they're writing in. And so they sometimes feel like our line, because they're so used to like walking into a Sephora and Ulta and the line is like, if there's anything redhead specific, it's like too dark or too light. So yes, we formulate everything from our finally have brows, finally have lashes, finally have glossy. Everything is for strawberry blondes. We want to include you guys. We think about you all the time. And I am very, very proud of, you can wear finally have lashes. It's up to you. You can wear any color you want, but I'm really proud that our finally have brows line is so great for shades of strawberry blondes and for all shades of redheads. But yes, if you're a strawberry blonde, you are going to love the new mascaras, the concealers, and the lipsticks. Yes, yes, yes. And okay, the second question is Gigi on Instagram. Are the new mascaras waterproof? I know. We get waterproof questions all the time. The thing is, all the time, we... As you guys know, um, and I think that this will be a question that we ask in another, that we answer in another podcast, but we are, our primary focus is to formulate things that are for sensitive skin redheads, made for redheads in terms Mm -hmm. of like shading and everything else, and that they're clean. And sometimes waterproof formulas are not clean because the chemical that keeps it waterproof. So that's what we're working on right now. And that's really all we can share. We hear about waterproof as much as we hear about strawberry blondes. Um, So we are working on it. Um, But we also want to make sure that all of our products continue to be clean and we're Leaping Bunny approved vegan. So we are in the works and it's in our plans, but this new line and the new brushes will not be waterproof. Yes. And you mentioned brushes. So this is the last question. Abby um, on threads, she wrote in saying from the sneak peeks, it looks like the colors plum is the new brush volumizing details, please. It is a brand new brush um, and the new brush will volumize. It will lift your lashes. Mm. It will not clump. Um, The reason why if you're listening and you're wondering, oh, I have, you know, the original OG uh, brush, which is what we first came out with. Why are we changing to a new brush? And we did hear 
from a handful of customers saying that it was clumping. So we went to the drawing board. We went to our manufacturer in the United States, um, in the North East and sat down for hours, right? Adrian mm-hmm. formulating a new brush yeah. that yeah. would not in any way, shape or form clump. And then we decided, okay, we're going to do kind of a whole new structure with the brush. And that's why we thought we have to come out. If we're coming out with a new color, new colors, as well as guys, new packaging, why not formulate it with a new brush? And also mascara trends and what's in and new technology are always coming out. So to us to be ahead of that as well. Um, is to come out with a brand new brush. So all the details will be on the new packaging. And of course, we'll share so much more um, digging into like the technology behind the brush on social. But it's a new brush that definitely will volumize. So if you suffer like, for example, with straight stick lashes like I do, like I wish we had this podcast episode videoed, Adrian, because I know. I didn't even have to use an eyelash curler. Same, same. That was the goal. We didn't want redheads to be able to use a curler anymore. Yeah. And you still can, but it's just really great because it will naturally lift your lashes without needing to curl your lashes. And it's just really an awesome, awesome brush. Yeah. No, it's really great. We were... We will probably be releasing this around the fall time, just like we did last time. So we Mm -hmm. are really, really excited for you guys to see what we've been working on. When we first launched it, when you launch any product, you know, there's going to be customer feedback and we take every single, you know, comment or question about the products. And we, when we're reformulating, we're like, okay, customer said this, customer said that. So we had, we really wanted to make sure like the next release, because we have two new shades that we custom designed and made so we were like when we come out with the new shades we have to make sure that we're we're you know giving the customers what they want so you guys have asked and we're going to deliver we can't wait for you to see more yeah and we'll share more as we get closer to the launch dates so guys want to help us spread the news about the how to be a redhead brand in this podcast please give us a five-star review and tell your friends redheads and everyone else to subscribe you can listen to this podcast directly on our website, howtobearedhead.com, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And don't forget to look at the podcast notes with products mentioned and so much more. Rock, 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 rock redhead. redhead.